Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, hosted by two entrepreneurs, Chris Beoso and Armando Pantoja. Tune in to learn more about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode to the Latin Wealth Podcast. I believe this is episode number 15. Uh, what's going on, Armando? How are you doing today? How's it going, man? I'm good, blessed, and well. Um, and for those of you that are first-time listeners, and for those of you that have been listening since day one, if you could do us a huge favor before we jump into this podcast episode, if you can go out and leave a rating and review on your preferred um, listening platform, that would help us tremendously, especially when we're trying to grow this thing to a large audience. So if you can do that for us, that would mean the world to us. Uh, but what we wanted to come on here today and speak about is a couple big trending news that have been going on, uh, specifically in the stock market. Uh, number one, we want to talk about the recent Google split. Um, Google recently announced that they're going to be doing a 20 to one split. So we want to break that down for you guys. You know, we have a lot of people um, commenting on the, the recent co pieces of content we've been posting and they're, they're having questions like, hey, what does this mean? Where can we go buy? Um, you know, how much is it? And, and a bunch of different questions. So we definitely want to break that down today um, and, and let you guys know, you know, what all this means, right? So um, yeah, Armando, what what does this split mean? Uh, what what's going on when that when companies like this are splitting? All right. So uh, a company uh, when a normally when a stock gets too expensive, right? a company would do a split. So they made it start off to, you know, when a company starts, the stocks aren't too expensive. And then as the company gets better and better, the price goes higher. Now that's good for the company because the price is getting higher. That means that a company, that, that individual piece, which that stock represents of ownership of that company is getting, is getting more and more valuable because the overall company is getting value, right? But as time goes on, the price of that stock goes up and up and up. What does that cause, right? It causes people not to be able to afford it. People do not look mm -hmm. at it. People look at cheaper options. So that is not a lot of people. When you know, we have fractional investing and stuff like that, but still just the, the fact that the price is high pushes off potential investors. They're mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe we don't, you know, maybe we don't, we can't, you know, I can't afford this. So I'm gonna look for cheaper options. People, people prefer lower prices when it comes to stocks. And even in crypto, they prefer cheaper stocks, cheaper stocks, cheaper crypto. That was the, you know, why Dogecoin is so cheap. You know, that's the reason why a lot of these coins that are coming out are coming out in lower and lower denominations because people like cheap prices, right? So when a company gets big, like at Google, uh, the size is like right now, the price is at 27, like 2,800, I think today. So people can't buy it, right? So if somebody, if there's not enough buyers, what does that cause me to do as a, a shareholder? I can't sell it either, right? Mm -hmm. Because if there's not a lot of buyers, I can't sell it. That's what's called liquidity in the market, the ability to transform my stock to cash, right? If there's not enough sellers, I can't, I can't sell it. Think about this. Like if I had a big block of gold, right? You know, the big bars that's in Fort Knox, supposedly, yep. supposedly there, but I don't want to get down <laughs> that, but had the bars that are there, right? Uh, so if I went around the street and tried to sell that, those are like four or 500,000, I think, you know, nobody, mm -hmm. it's not, who, who has $500,000 to buy that bar of gold? Nobody. But right. if I went back and I cut, shot it up into smaller pieces and I sold each individual piece or each individual ounce, I could easily sell it, right? Easily, I could mm -hmm. sell it more easily. That's what's called liquidity, ability to sell your asset uh, easily, right? So think about that like in a stock. We got a big stock, boom. Nobody was going to buy it. So we cut up into smaller parts. Now there's more buyers. Now we have more buyers. 
we have more demand. What does that do to the stock price? It right raises the stock right, price. You know, so yeah, the two true. the two main reasons that a stock will do a split is because they want to get the price down. Um, they want to make it more affordable so every more people can get into it and buy in turn. When those two things happen, the stock price should go up uh, shortly after. Absolutely. So for the people that already own stocks um, in, in Google, um, so what's essentially going to happen for every stock they own? It's going they're going to get 20 of them for every one, right? Correct? Yeah, that's correct. Got you. Um, this is crazy. So what, what made them like, why 20? Why the number 20? Um, uh, they, cause they, there's no, there's no rationale or reason okay. why a company would choose five to one, 10 to one or whatever. They could choose any mm -hmm. number they want, but the lower the price, the more demand, the more people right. come into it. So Tesla did a five to one. I think, uh, Apple did a four to one. So mm -hmm. I think Google just wanted to be above and beyond those two. And they did a wow. 20 for one, right? So their price is 3000. I mean, Tesla was a lot cheaper. It was like 2000 when they did the five to one. So, uh, so Google was like around 3000 when they did it. Uh, so that means that each individual stock could be 150. So it's right. just, it's just uh, about getting the price down, but it doesn't change the, it doesn't really change ownership of the company, right? It's like a big pizza. I don't know uh, if you yeah. guys remember, but you had pizza parties, you were younger. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in school, right, they, the, the teacher come up with this pizza and it would come from the shop like in eight slices. Right. So a lot of times what teachers would do is they would slice those other slices in half. Mm -hmm. So yeah. everybody get a smaller piece, but it's still the same pizza. Yeah, so it's the every... same thing with stock splits is that when they split it up, it's still the same thing. It still represents the same percentage of the company that you own. But it's just that more people are able to own uh, the Google shares. And for the people out there that may be confused between the fractional investing and the the split, can you kind of go back and explain that a little bit? Uh, fractional investing is when I buy a piece of a stock, right? So if you got, like I said, it's one stock, right? You can you can mm -hmm. buy a piece of it, right? Now, all stocks, you can't do that, only some. So I could buy 25%, 30%, or whatever, right? And I could just put a dollar amount in, $50, I could buy a piece of Google. That mm -hmm. I still only own a fraction of a share, right? But if I... Uh, but it, with the split, I own a whole share, you know, mm -hmm. like it's not fractional no more. It means I own a complete share. I can own 20 shares for the same $3,000 as opposed to before I only own a percentage of a share. Right. I know it sounds, it sounds it's different. It's different. But because yeah. all companies, you, you have to, a stock has to be set up a certain way to be allowed to be fractional. Mm. All stocks are, you can't buy every stock fractional. So, um, but but with the whole shares, you actually own a share of the company. So it actually represents one vote, one, you know, everything like uh, a regular share would. Yeah. So not to get too much into the math of it, but for the people that do own a, a percentage of one Google stock and this 20 to one split happens, essentially you can multiply that percentage by 20 and that's what you'll have, correct? Yeah. So if you got one stock is worth about $3,000, you're going to wake up on July, I think it's first. The next day you wake up, you're gonna have 20 shares. But mm -hmm. the dollar amount is not may not may or may not go up. It probably will, but may or may not. But but the next day you just have more shares. It'll say 20 shares of Google instead of one share. Mm, got you. And you mentioned um, I think it's the end of the business day on July 19th. I think I was reading. I think that's it. it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no worries. I think it's that's the day where you could um or the next day you can purchase um the Google split. So I'm curious, is there any negative repercussions for a, a company doing this? 
um, in, in your eyes? What are your thoughts? What, what are some maybe some negative now, things that could possibly happen? The only thing that could happen with a split is that if you do a split and you don't get the demand for the stock, the stock price could actually retract. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why a lot of people are like coming at me like, you know, a lot of, to be honest, a lot of companies do a split. There's a split every other day. You know, but the thing about it is that they're not really reputable companies, right? They're splitting mm. for different reasons, whatever. So if you get a penny stock that splits because it went up a lot, yeah, and you buy that, then it goes back down. And people think, well, splits don't always mean the stock going to go up. It, with a reputable company like Google, you've got a high probability of the stock going up because mm-hmm. the demand is there. But if you just pick a random stock that does a split, yes, you may buy it. The split causes it. Sometimes stocks will do that solely with the intent to try to push the stock up. And then there's no, no, it's no, it's nothing behind the stock. It's just, you know, just maybe a shell company or something like that. And then the stock falls back down and people lose money. But Google's not like this. Google's a real company with real revenue that has mm-hmm. real, uh, real reasons why somebody would own it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I noticed when I was doing my research, there's two different ticker symbols for Google. And I know a couple of people were asking that in the comments. Um, which, what, what are the difference and which it's the one that people should be investing in? Uh, so I think they're talking about the classes, right? There's class A oh, and yeah. class B. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, the class, it's just a different level of stock ownership. That's all. One, one, one has certain rights. The other has certain rights. Right. Mm. And that's just, it's just a different class of, uh, stock ownership. Got you. Um, okay, cool. So when this does happen on July 19th, I'm curious, where can people purchase these stock splits? Has that been announced or you can probably kind of assume on Robinhood, Webull, you know, yeah. TD. Go ahead. So any any exchange that had uh, or any brokerage that had Google before it will have it after. Same, so there'd just be more of them at a lower price. Got you, got you. All right, cool. So yeah, we definitely wanted to break down um, this whole Google to 20, 20 to one split. It's some big news out there, some big opportunities for people out there that are looking to invest in a, a highly reputable company for people to get into, right? Um, so we, we definitely wanted to, to touch on that. We also want to touch on uh, another company that's kind of going the opposite way, uh, Facebook or now known as meta. So recently shares of the company previously known as Facebook now meta crashed more than 22%, which is equivalent to nearly $200 billion wiped off its market value, which is absolutely nuts. Um, after it warned that revenue for the current quarter will come down below forecast. In addition, um, you know, Meta faces faces challenges with other social media platforms such as TikTok. You know, it, uh, they're kind of losing relevance. You know, more people are using TikTok rather than Instagram Reels and Facebook and whatnot. So it has a couple of things it's, it's battling with. I definitely wanted to touch on this. Like I said, it dropped over 22%. Uh, what's going on in your eyes? You know, what, what's, what's going on with Facebook right now or meta? So what happened with Facebook is that uh, they missed earnings, right? That's all that happened mm-hmm. is uh, they missed the earnings. And whenever, what, what that means is that every quarter a company has to, uh, they have to predict and uh, predict what their earnings are going to be. And then they have to announce it every quarter because as a shareholder, you have the right to the information. So they have a call. Every company that's a public traded company has a call every quarter. They have to announce their revenue, what they're doing. They have to announce their plans. And they uh, so what happened is that they was they had a goal of a certain revenue point and they missed it. So whenever that happens, people panic. They're like, well, is this a sign that the company will continue to go down? 
And also it was revealed that Google, I think it was $10 billion or something they invested into the metaverse mm-hmm. and that's not paying off. And then they also the competition from other social media platforms. Mm-hmm. So all three of those things cause uh, people to panic and mm-hmm. probably oversell uh, Facebook. You know, they're probably, it's probably oversold. It's probably going to recover and, be, and go back to like 300 here soon. But uh, I think I think it's oversold. I, I think it's just uh, people are afraid. Uh, let me see what go for a month. So you think well, people you look, are? I give you a good example is that there's an indicator in in stocks uh, that's called the RSI, relative strength indicator, and that relative strength indicator will tell you if a stock's what's called oversold. That means too mm-hmm. many people sold it. Un, you know, it was no. There's no real reason for them to sell it. So whenever that indicator falls below a certain number, it's at 25 now, 30. When it falls below 30, it's almost a guaranteed chance it's going to rebound, right? And that's where we're sitting at right now. Whenever an event like this happens, people tend to oversell the stock. And then people come back to their senses a day or two later. It's, oh, man, I guess we shouldn't have sold Then They buy it back and it comes back. It's almost a good mm-hmm. opportunity to buy it right now, really. Yeah, and I'm curious. I mean, is it, I mean, obviously people are having more fears because, um, you know, with Facebook, they're going all in on the metaverse right now. And the metaverse is something that's still kind of an unknown. And we could also assume it's probably something pretty expensive that, like you said, I think they invested $10 billion or something like that. Um, is it That could also raise a concern for potential investors out there as well, right? Uh, exactly. Because uh, you mean the investment into the metaverse? Yeah, investment into the metaverse, investment into uh, Facebook in itself. Yeah. Like so if I, uh, if I, like if I'm a new investor and I'm looking at these things, it's like Facebook just putting all this money into the metaverse. We don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be it's expensive. Yeah. It's uncertain. It's going to be expensive. Uh, what's going on with Instagram and their other products? WhatsApp? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of questions that people may have. That's the thing. It's, it's just it's uncertainty that's causing this drop. People are just scared, man. Whenever there's Whenever investors are uncertain, they don't know what's coming, they panic and sell. That's it. They don't ask questions. They don't try to figure it out. They sell, right? It's in, it, so that's what's happening right now is that uh, with Facebook, it's not, I think the metaverse is a good investment, but you got to, people don't like, it's hard to understand this from a traditional business standpoint. That's, that's where a lot of people value stocks at, is that a company, when they're going into something like this, they're going to lose money at first. Yeah. You know, just like a lot of tech companies go through the same cycle. They invest heavily into an idea or, pro- or, or you know, industry or whatever, and then they lose money for a while, right? And everybody panics. This happens over and over and over in tech. Everybody panics. They're not going to be able to do it. They're losing money. And then they start turning around a year or so later, then, then it's, all of a sudden it's the darling stock again. Everybody's, oh my God, that was a great idea or whatever. But it's the same pattern every time. It's been going on for 20 years, 30 mm-hmm. years with tech stocks. It always starts is that the tech company invests a lot of money into something. Everybody's criticized. Well, oh, it's not going to work. This and that. Oh my God, whatever. Like when it, when Facebook bought Instagram, people don't remember. They said it was a bad idea. Yeah. They said it's not, it wasn't going to work. They said, oh man, they wasted all this money because it was four billion dollars at the time. I think. Oh, they wasted all their money. The stock actually fell. I think it fell like the weeks after because they said it wasn't going to work. Because remember, at that point, Instagram was just a people were just posting like artsy pics and stuff like yeah, that. I don't pictures. know if you remember that. Yeah, it was just pictures. So people say, how is that going to fit into Bismarck? Look at what it turned into now. Mm-hmm. Now it's one of their biggest you know, uh, revenue generators. So whenever, whenever companies like this invest into something, people panic and they get scared and they, you know, don't understand what's going on and they start selling. Mm-hmm. And then once, you know, it may take a year, two years, maybe taking three years for all those investments to pay off. Mm-hmm. And then people come back and buy the stock again and it goes to new heights. It happens all the time in tech. <laughs> 
man, I, this is super random, but I'm curious what the world would, what would it be like if people took their emotions out of investing? Like what know, would things man. what would things look like? I, like it's crazy to think about how much yeah. the emotional aspect plays into investing in anything. Um, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of emotions, man. It's panic and fear. It's almost all of it. That's why I tell people is that if you can control those two emotions, it's almost like you're you're like uh, a god in the stocks, right? Because yeah. you know, because everybody else is trading on fear and greed. If you just trade rationally, you could beat the market almost a lot of times. Yeah, and that's absolutely. how that's how the rich, the lead the banks do it. They don't use fear at all. It's all rational. Mm -hmm. That's why you know, like, oh man, how do these banks, how do these bankers make so much money? How do these brokers on Wall Street make so much money? Because they removed emotions completely. The mm -hmm. average retail investor is trading on fear and greed constantly. Mm -hmm. And then what that causes you to do is you end up buying at the tops and you sell at the lows. Yeah. And then you just repeat, rinse and repeat over and over and over again. You finally, you give up and say, stock market's not for me. Yeah. Absolutely. So something else that we've been seeing um, a low in is crypto. Um, you know, it's something it, it seems like when things are low, nobody really talks about it right exactly. now. You know, people exactly. only talk, like you said, emotion. People talk about it when it hits all time highs and whatnot. Um, it, it's crazy. But you've been taking advantage of another source of income, another uh, revenue stream. And you dived into helium mining, which is something I'm not too familiar with. I'm familiar with mining, but for the people that out there that are not, what is it exactly? What is this opportunity for, for people out there? Uh, break that down for us. All right. So uh, ever since cryptos come out 2009, uh, people have tried to figure out new ways to use the blockchain, right? There's different, a lot of ways Ethereum allows you to build apps on top of their platform as, an, as a bunch of other uh, platforms that allow you to do that. There's other ones that are lending platforms where we can lend crypto back and forth. There's a lot of different ways that people are using the blockchain technology to transform certain businesses, right? Uh, so uh, Helium saw an opportunity in uh, hotspots, right? Mm. Uh, you know, Wi-Fi routers, yep. uh, you know, and they, they thought, say, hey, look, they looked around and said, hey, everybody has internet access in their house. Now let's go back, to, let's go back a little bit farther back. Now, I don't know if you remember, uh, but when I was younger in college, you may have been like 10, I don't know. <laughs> when I was younger in college, when I started college, I would be at my mom's house and I, I never, we, we didn't have internet at home. Mm. And, I, and you know why we didn't have it? Because there were six neighbors around us to had internet and I would always go into the Wi-Fi routers, right? Nobody mm. in 2000, 2001, 2002 had secure networks. It was just unheard of, right? So we, everybody just used everybody else's name. So one, one person in an apartment building, everybody would use the internet. So Shortly after the internet became popular, the cable company said, oh man, but uh, it's not going to work for us. If one person has open access and everybody else is using it, it's not really a big security threat, to be honest. Now, my background is in software security. It's not really, if you if you, your network set up a certain way for somebody to use your router, it's not really a security threat. But the cable company said, oh man, we got to convince these people that it's a security threat. So they secure mm. their networks. In turn, now, instead of one person having internet access and 10 people using it, we can sell internet access to each individual apartment. Interesting. Cable companies had record revenue when they started doing that. So they continued to do it. Now they do it by default. So you can't even, like when you, you, you set it up, it's already secure. So you have to have mm -hmm. a password to access your own router, right? right. And, and most people just do go with what the default is. So that was, now everybody has, now think about it logistically. Does that even make sense? For one, for one, every person in an apartment building to have internet uh, internet router, 
And most people aren't using it that much, you know, maybe not mm. use it, go at work half the time. Some people right. are use it for vacation homes. Now, Helium, which is a company said, hey, let's figure out a way to make, take uh, advantage of this, right? So when you're, when you have internet access available in your, in your, when your internet access available in your house, you're not using some bandwidth free. You could put a router in your house and you can, um, you can sell that internet access to people that are passing by or in that area. Mm. And in turn, we'll reward you with crypto called HNT. It's helium crypto that every time somebody comes on for every data, uh, like megabyte or kilobyte or whatever, we'll pay you a little crypto. So if mm. you're on a high coverage, a lot of people passing by, we'll pay you a lot of crypto. If a little bit of people passing by, we'll pay you a little bit of crypto. So it's a way to put an extra router-like, it's not a router, but it's a router-like device mm -hmm. in your house, a wireless router, put an antenna on your roof so you can get more coverage. And anytime somebody passes by, you just let them use the internet and we'll pay you in crypto. So it's almost mm. back to that old standard where everybody, you know, one person could have access and everybody around there could use it. So now if a person is going down the street, like in New York, where there's a lot of helium miners, he can have a consistent internet connection through the whole city because he's, he's going from one router to the next, to the next, to the next, as he's passing through the city. So it's a way to create a worldwide network, uh, called like a mesh network where you mm. have consistent internet connection but it also is a way to incentivize or pay people who want to be part of that network and provide their internet service to pass people passing by. How does that benefit helium? If people are just using their internet, uh, if they're just passing because, by, because it, first of all, it's a, uh, these things are decentralized, right? So once mm. the, that's what crypto is like, how did it benefit the Bitcoin creator? I guess he kept the first Bitcoins, but the, how, you know, what, what happens is that, well, a lot of times when creators create cryptocurrencies, right, they'll, they'll, they'll keep the first coins, right? They may sell mm -hmm. the other coins, right? So they got initial millions of dollars initially, right? They'll use that money to create that platform, create the things, create all the devices or whatever, create the protocols. They made that money right then. And they also, a lot of times, will retain the tokens. So at the mm -hmm. time, the tokens may be only worth five cents, right? They may have 10 million of them each for all the developers, all the people that started. Now they let the network grow. As the network grows, what happens to those cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency, the price what? Goes up. Goes up. So now they're being rewarded by owning the tokens. They may have tokens that were five cents and now they're worth $25 because mm -hmm. their baby or their idea or whatever their system they built is growing on its own. So they're being rewarded first on the initial part when they sell their initial tokens and then they're rewarded on the back end because they own, own those tokens and they go up in value. It's almost like a, a, a company, right? Mm -hmm. Companies do the same thing with stocks. They'll retain the stocks and as the company grows, they'll make more and more money. So to, to just uh, bring this together. So Helium sends you a device and they'll pay you in their native crypto, which is H and what is it? H and what? H and T as in Tom. HNT uh, for people using um, their decentralized internet, essentially. Yes, yes. And so if you're area, if you're in areas like New York City or maybe downtown Dallas or something like that, where people are passing by a lot and they see an open um, way to use their Wi-Fi, I guess, and they use yours, then they'll pay you in crypto. Exactly. Every time That's somebody downloads some data. That's really interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. So you can literally walk. You don't have to keep connecting to different routers. It does it all yeah. automatically. So you just walk around down. You don't know on your device. You just get the internet. You don't know where it's coming from. 
you know, but mm-hmm. you're connected to different devices, like a cell phone tower. Like that's how it works with cell phones, right? Yeah. You know, when I'm driving around and I'm, I have my phone True. on, it's doing what's called a handoff to different towers as I go down the street. Yep. So this tower may have me for five miles and another tower had me for a while, but I don't, to me, it's all consistent, but it's doing what's called handoffs as you pass through those uh, hexagons. Mm. So is this something that you leave in your house or you, cause you kind of mentioned being downtown or driving around, or is this something yeah. you just leave? Okay. You got to leave it in your house. You gotta, once you tie it to a location, once you set it up, that's where it's got to stay. Unless oh. you, you have to pay to move it. You have to pay like some extra money to move it. And what's the, because you mentioned getting a dish or, or a satellite, what's the radius? Like how far does it go out? It depends. Uh, it depends on the antenna type you have. Because mm-hmm. uh, some antennas go farther, but the shape of the signal is different. Yeah. Some go out longer, but the, like you got a, like a 3BI, which is a low power antenna. It's like a, a circle shape, but it's like complete all around it. But if you have like a 10 dBi, which is a part more powerful antenna, the signal goes out like this, like two cones, mm-hmm. but it won't get the people that are close. So it just depends on what type of signal shape and strength you need in that area. And that's interesting. So now where can pe- if people are interested, where can people get more information? I know you're going to make a video <clears throat> pretty soon to put on YouTube, yeah. breaking it down and whatnot. But if people are interested in this product, where can they go purchase it? Um, yeah. Uh, so helium routers, you can get Bobcat is the one of the most popular ones. Bobcat 300. That's the one I got. Uh, you can get those uh, for about, um, you know, they're, they're like $600, but you got to wait six months mm. or you can get one. Uh, it'd be like tw- between 12 and 1500, but you get it initially like in three days. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what you want to do. Uh, I always say I'd rather just get mine early because you, you all you benefit from the, the time, the time you wait and you could have been making money. And then two, right. you're better than the learning. You're, you're going through the learning curve faster. So in six months, when everybody else starts getting those, you already understand how to do it, how to optimize it, how to make the, make the most money, the best areas, the best antennas. You've already learned all that. So a lot of times it pays to make, to pay it, it, it benefits you to pay for something. Now that may be a little bit more expensive and then you get the learning and you make the revenue. So it's, it'd be more valuable to you uh, than waiting six months. And so how do they send you the crypto? How does that work? Is it a platform? It's automatically. Uh, you uh, connect your the router to a wallet. And as it's come, it comes, it's as it, as it, as people use your data, it's building up the crypto. So you get you. it like that. And what, what different wallets do they offer it on? Uh, it comes in their own uh, app. So you have to Got download you. their app. You have to connect their app to that platform. And then you can move the, uh, the tokens to wherever you want. Hmm, that's interesting. That's that's crazy. Wow. Well, there you guys have it. Helium mining. Look out for Armando's uh, YouTube video where he's going to be breaking it down a lot more and, and kind of showing you how it works and how to put it together and whatnot. So that should be pretty interesting. Um, wrapping this thing up, you know, hope you guys have got a lot of value from this episode. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, Armando, you're actually going to be in Puerto Rico on the 7th uh, for a crypto event. So this episode will be out before then. So if you want to let the people know about that, kind of promote it, uh, let the folks know what you're doing out there. Yeah. So on the 7th, I'll be at the uh, San Juan Hotel, uh, just speaking about the metaverse and crypto. So if you're interested, uh, just click the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram name is Talga Tycoon, T-A-L-L-T-Y-C-O-O-N. Click the link in my bio and get a ticket and you can just show up. 
cool cool um yeah just just stay tuned everybody out there thank you for for tapping in thank you for supporting i always get emails and whatnot dms about how much you guys appreciate us and we appreciate you guys we appreciate you guys as well um so stay on the lookout because we're creating some things that are going to be for the community to give you guys even more value and to help bring this community closer um right so with that being said we catch you guys next week and stay blessed peace Thank you, guys.